The first lesson is from Galatians chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is written in the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning to read at the 15th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When the angels had left the shepherds and gone into heaven, they said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's sometimes said that there isn't a uh, worked out doctrine of the Holy Trinity uh, in Scripture and that the idea of God in three persons, which we see in the Collect so clearly today, for instance, is not a thought-out or revealed scriptural truth. Some people who, who doubt the divinity of Christ like to argue that. Today's reading from Galatians, I think, surely puts the lie to that very, very firmly. I just want to remind you of how the three persons of the Trinity, God in three persons, is at work in the great plan and mystery of God that's revealed at Christmas. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son, which reveals to us that God the Father has a plan of salvation. Christians do believe that uh, there is a order and a master plan of salvation. The Germans call it Hauschgeschichte, salvation history, uh, defined as an interpretation of history, emphasizing God's saving acts and viewing Jesus Christ as central in redemption. Very helpful description. An interpretation of history, emphasizing God's saving acts and viewing Jesus Christ as central in redemption. That is God's plan. And that is what Paul is totally convinced by here. He is convinced that the story from Genesis uh, to John, from Eden uh, to Bethlehem, 
is all part of this salvation history. God is working out his plan. And we're all players, if you like, in the great drama of salvation history. All of us have a part, and all of us are infinitely precious, therefore, to God and part of his plan. We are all in God's plan. The second heading that I would suggest you can get from Galatians 4, not just the plan of God the Father, but the purpose of God the Son. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Genesis points us to one who, uh, according to the writer of Genesis, would crush the serpent's head, one born of a woman. Somebody would come into the world whose purpose was to overthrow evil, to reverse the fall. Uh, The patriarchs pointed to the children of Israel, The king said that he would be in the Davidic line. The prophet spoke of one greater than Moses. And Daniel said he would be like the Son of Man. So this is our Bethlehem baby. This is the master stroke in God's plan. This is the one who the Old Testament spoke of from the beginning. Born under the law, under the old covenant, uh, under both the natural law of time and space and, and, of course, the Jewish law but born for the purpose of redeeming those enslaved by law, enslaved by the, uh, the, the, unwinnable, uh, the unwinnable aim of trying to be good enough to please God, which we can never be because we are sinners. He redeems us so that law is transformed by grace. Unmerited salvation is the purpose of God's plan. His unconditional love is revealed in Bethlehem. Not happy just with telling us what the plan of God the Father is and what the purpose of God the Son, Paul reminds the Galatians in this fantastic passage of the presence of God the Spirit. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, not, as, not only are we created in the image of God, as the colic says, not only are we redeemed by the work of God the Son, but we are, our experience is transformed by the presence of God the Spirit, beginning to recreate in us the image of God marred by sin. So the fruits of the Spirit are the characteristics revealed in the Holy Trinity themselves. It's a glorious, uh, it is a glorious uh, prospect that we have in this life of having a foretaste of what the glory to come will be. The Spirit is the down payment, the deposit, if you like, enabling us now to have a relationship with God, an intimate relationship, Abba, Father, Daddy, of course, that intimate word for a relationship with the Father, the Spirit enabling us to know the presence of God in our lives. So though it is perhaps true that there is no worked out doctrine of the Trinity in the New Testament or the Old Testament, From Genesis to Revelation, God reveals that he is three persons. And here Paul, so much the explainer of the Christmas events in his letters, makes it clear how all three persons of the Trinity are so relevant to our understanding of the world and our understanding of what Christianity is. God has a purpose. Uh, That purpose is fulfilled in his Son. And he is with us by his Spirit 
transforming our lives, transforming our experience, and giving us the prospect of an inheritance that is uh, glorious in heaven. For we are heirs of his kingdom. It's a wonderful passage to meditate on. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for revealing to us these wonderful, wonderful truths and enabling us as we gather around your table this morning to to be your people, part of your plan, uh, believing in your purpose revealed in Jesus and achieved at Calvary and knowing the presence of your spirit in our lives. We know that these things are not always easy to hold on to, but we thank you that they are great truths that are the bedrock of our lives. And we thank you for revealing them to us in your word and through your Son. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let your light 